This episode of Comics for Fun and Profit is brought to you by Threadless. More importantly, the Comics Fun Profit shop on Threadless at comicsfunprofit.threadless.com where you can find, oh, about half a dozen different designs, plenty of Comics for Fun and Profit themed merch. If you just want a t-shirt, you're good. And if you want sweatshirts or other swaggy items, man, you can get anything. Phone cases, shower curtains. It runs the gamut. Skateboards, I think. <laughs> so check that out. Uh, we've already sold several. We're excited about the fact that the folks that want to support us in this way are able to and uh, wear our merch out into in the real world. That's pretty exciting stuff. So... Uh, yeah, get your comics for fun and profit, branded items at comicsfunprofit.threadless.com. Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 799 for comics originally releasing January 31st and February the 1st. But before Drew and I get into what's coming up in your local comic book shops this coming Tuesday and Wednesday... Drew, anything new or fantastic in the world of comics, or have you been watching anything like Last of Us? You know, I didn't watch that yet. Have you watched it? I started it. Yeah, it's very and? good. Post-apocalyptic zombie, of course, I'm going to like it. And do I need to have played the game? No. Will I get more out of it if I had played the game? Eh. Like, there'll be, there's fan service, I'm guessing, in there. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. I saw there were some shot-for-shot comparisons of the yeah. game cinematics versus the, the the show and they were like word for word and spot on mm-hmm. so was that is that in is that nice for you it's or does that like cool. you're like why didn't they do something different no 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 i love i love in comic books and in video games i love shot for shot things i love fan service they're like hey for the for the diehards let's put this in so they'll go Haha, i know what that means yeah Absolutely. yeah it's all for you yeah Cool beans. Um, but, uh, Last of Us is one of my favorite, like, zombies as a concept. Kind of what they do with it. They're very, very unique. Well, I, I, I know you really liked the first game. Did, mm-hmm. did you like the second, the, the sequel? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. So these games are very tense. They're very story-driven. But they're not, the gameplay's not completely great. And in all reality, I wouldn't consider them fun. People get mad at me when I say that, but I say, I played Last of Us. I loved it. It was great. I did not have any fun playing that game. <laughs> it's too tense. Yeah, it's just a tense. Too uh, stressful? Which I like, which is good, but, like, <laughs> I don't consider it a, a joy. I, but I wanted to get the story, and it was good. I liked it's it. Not, it's not Super Mario. Yeah. Fun. You're not having a good time. You're not laughing. You're not giggling at how fun it is. You're just like... <gasps> Don't die, just, don't die. Just don't a die. bunch of butthole puckering. <laughs> That's good to know. That's yeah. good to know. But it's still it's still game of the year, right? Oh yeah, one game of the year though. It and it's year. a lot of people's game of a decade and all that fun stuff. Yeah. That's cool. But yeah, just I gotta, remember never mind. Too many people watching. No, that's a spoiler thing. Never mind. I mean I gotta watch it. I'm trying to talk the wife in, but she's not interested in post apocalypse. She will like it. She will? She would she like it. She will like it. Yep. Maybe I'll force her. Do it. I'll force her. We do. We have been alternating picks 
on what we want to watch next. And um, but she has veto power over my picks, but I don't have veto power over hers. I'm not sure you how that works. You can't fall on the I've watched so much murder she wrote. You owe me. Yeah, I think I I think the last time I picked was that Adam Driver White Noise movie mm-hmm. on Netflix, and she, that was so awful that I think I lost like a week's worth of picks because of that pick <laughs> being so bad. So I'm, I think I'm off punishment now, and I'll get another pick here soon. And I'm there. Gonna, we go. I'm gonna use Last of Us. Yeah, I think you should. I was um, that's a good idea. I I, I get her back in there. Mm-hmm. Hey, we talked about DC last week. Let's talk about Marvel's um, February for April offerings. Yeah, of course, Drew and I like to go through the brand new previews guide uh, to look for what is going to be the hot books coming out in two months. Um, Sometimes we get sidetracked and we just end up yelling at what the (laughs) publishers are doing or the art that we don't think. Sometimes it just sounds like old men yelling, and I apologize for that, but we'll see what we can do. We go in with a positive attitude. It's up to Marvel how we finish going through it now. So (laughs) this one is, of course, February 4, April. Um, We've got Venom Unchained on the front. Which gives me flashbacks to Superman Unchanged, which I lost a lot of money buying five copies of that book. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> you thought yeah. that was going to be something. I was just hoping. It was, I, I told myself I would foray into a Superman book. And I thought, eh, we'll see what this has. And sure enough, it sucked. We have Groot Fall and Guardians of the Galaxy. We have the obligatory Really cool Disney cover that I've been enjoying. I very much like the uh, Infinity Gauntlet take off that. That will be, of course, Amazing Spider-Man 23's Disney 100 variant. And then we get into the very first book from Marvel. And we have a new property that I did not know Marvel owned, Drew. Planet of the Apes, number we one. We had a hint this was coming because of those... We had the crossover covers. Yeah, we had those crossover covers, and we were like, why are they doing this? This makes no sense. Mm-hmm. It makes sense now. Yes. We're getting David Walker, David Walker. I'm sorry. Those are not the same name. Could you David, start over? <laughs> David F. Walker is the writer, and Dave Walker, W-A-C-H-T-E-R, is the artist. Dave Walker. Dave Walker. <laughs> it, sounds, it does sound exactly the same. Do you think they were both Daves and someone's like, we got we to gotta switch it up a little bit. <laughs> we got to do something. But uh, so I guess they got the license back from, where was it? Oh, my goodness. Who had Planet of the Apes? I would have no clue on that one. Let's say Dynamite. Dynamite had that. IDW Dynamite. was publishing Planet of the Apes. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. IDW. Unless, unless there's a, you blew it all to hell cover. I'm not sure how much I care about this. Um, I'm going to give it a shot, but it's got an uphill battle. Because and it looks it, like we're, we're kind of the new Planet of the Apes. The, uh, the, the, what's his face is Planet of the Apes. Oh, Mark Wahlberg. Version. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the virus rampages the earth. Humanity's yeah. crumbling. Well-meaning researchers hunt for a cure. Uh, kill all apes. The fanatical group of humans has their own solution. Kill all the apes. Priestkeeper is one of the few willing to stand against them. Yeah, it does seem like a different yeah, one. So we're, yeah, so we're mid-outbreak, apparently, which um, okay, I'm so less the, familiar with. Yeah, so the apes are here in the in the Mark Wahlberg version. Yeah, but well, and humans have not been suppressed, essentially, is the big difference. Yeah, they're still, okay. Yeah, you're right. It's early in the, mm-hmm. that's right, that's right. I'm trying to think now. 
it's always been it was always earth it was always earth it was yeah. always monkeys but yeah. in the ogs humans had already been suppressed and it's about this is earlier in the timeline yeah this is as monkeys gain sentience and okay battle through less fun less fun but i guess you know is there any more stories to tell in the mm-hmm. forward time i mean my biggest issue is you know we've got monkeys here with primitive tools and we've got humans here with primitive tools but i would clearly be a human with a large capacity military <laughs> rifle and i would be like oh no 35 monkeys just died <laughs> <laughs> so it wouldn't be a real hassle. No. It'd be a, it'd be a slight inconvenience this playing yeah, the think, apes. I'm thinking so, yeah. <laughs> and uh be a monkey on the menu <laughs> tonight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> monkey meat on the menu. Oh lord. But that takes us down into Guardians of the Galaxy number 1 Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing on writing, Kev Walker on art. We've got people with different names, so that's a good way to start. We have, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. These names don't sound exactly alike when you mm. say them out loud. Um, th- this is the fourth or fifth volume of Guardians of the Galaxy since mm-hmm. the movies came out, came back. Um, and nothing has captured my fancy. Uh, but we look like one, we're look like we're a little westerny, so that's given me the space western gives me Firefly vibes. Okay, so maybe. Okay. Um, so the 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 thing is, okay, one year ago the Guardians of the Galaxy were destroyed. Their optimistic future shattered by the betrayal of one of their own. Now they ride the space lanes of a lawless corner of the galaxy, trying to outrun their tragedy. Can they rediscover their heroism and humanity on the bleakest? Frontier, can they forgive the failures of their past, or will they fade into dark eternity unforgiven? So unforgiven, of course, I also picture the old Western, so we're leaning into that kind of thing. Possibility, I think I will dip my toes begrudgingly okay. in, even at $5 a pop, um, and see if we if it catches me. It's probably five for the first, because of that whopping extra three pages. Yeah, yeah and if you pop down to the, the page eight, where you get kind of the design covers i like yeah. the uh i like the cowboy quill i yeah that looks good um uh, um uh, yeah you're right it's worth it's worth checking out for sure yeah um but again another colin kelly jackson lansing do i like do i like them together i can't remember if i'd like any of their stuff they did some aquaman captain stuff, right? america sent uh sentinel of liberty and Kev Walker was in the Predator books, which actually I thought the art was really good in the Predator books. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's true. Okay, got me talked into it. There we go, there we go. Rocket Raccoon, Marvel Tales, number one. Cool. Is this, no, it's an $8. Oh, it's okay. So we're just putting some stuff together here. Yeah. One through four. Remember that miniseries that we were gobbling up out of the oh, court yeah. events? I originally thought this was a facsimile is why I stuttered through it, because I thought they were going to be like, Rocket Raccoon 1 facsimile. Yeah. But, no. We gobbled this this miniseries up. I'm sure I've still got a set. Um, yeah. I was getting... Quarter bins. Yeah, we were buying them for a quarter, and I was selling for like 14 bucks for the yeah. set of four. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they're probably way more than that now. Yeah, we should have kept seven sets. <laughs> you can't keep them all, man. Well, I guess you can. Some people yeah. do. But, of uh, course, the facsimile that we're getting is Adam Warlock Strange Tales, number 178. Jim Starlin doing the uh, writing, the pencils, have, and the cover. I know absolutely zero about Adam Warlock. Mm-hmm. I don't know who he is. I don't know his power set. Mm-hmm. I don't know his history. Um uh, no, no, nothing. So it'll be all new to me. Should be a good time. Is that good? Is that bad? Yes, absolutely. Fresh slate, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that is the uh, transition into Warlock Rebirth, number one, Ron Mars and Ron. Oh, my goodness. We put two Rons on a book. What are you doing, Marvel? <laughs> Holy least, crap. At least they sound slightly different. Yeah, Ron Mars on writing, Ron Lim on art and covers. Ron Ron. A-Ron. <laughs> A-A-Ron. A-A-Ron, that's right. <laughs> and Alex Ross has changed his name to Ron Ross, and he is doing some pretty good things. Okay, then we, uh, we, we go backwards and go back to another Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, we couldn't put two Guardian solicits beside each other. No. Who's up with, who's doing the pagination on this book? And why are you developmentally delayed? What's going on <laughs> with that? That makes no sense. Themes. Let's go with themes here, people. Come on. Is that what this 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 cover art is uh straight out of early eighties yeah. art. I don't yeah. like it. They have X-Men suits on. They have uh, abs visible. Not great. Yeah. Not something I like. Okay, another, yet another alien launch. Um, D- dude. Declan Chalvey. Okay. I love uh, Declan Chalvey. Well, I, I've, I've cho- chosen my side. Um, I, had a, I, had, I chose between Predator and Alien, and I went Predator. And I haven't looked back. It's been great. Okay. I'm not doing both. I'm picking one. Okay. And I picked Predator. But I guess they're, give, they're giving me another chance to rethink my choice by giving me a new number one. Yes. And here's the here's the reason Alien's a good thing. Uh, they, they don't speak. Predators don't say much. Eh, they could speak, though, don't they? They communicate. Uh, I don't know. They haven't so far. Hmm. Interesting. I, I know nothing about either property in all reality. Yeah. Actually, did you watch Prey or whatever? Which did you watch that? That uh, yeah, Predator remake. That's yeah, another one. Sure. It got vetoed, so I didn't get it. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to watch that as a with my loving wife, and she said no, no, go make me a sandwich. <laughs> well, you struck out with your loving wife. Have you tried brandy? <laughs> Maybe I'll try again. Yeah. The finale of Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants. Hey, Drew, guess yeah. what? Yeah. More Sins of Sinister. What? Yes. What page is this? 15. 15, I went right by it. Yeah. I must have not cared. Yeah, the finality of Storm Storm in the, the Brotherhood of Mutants was Sins uh, of Sinister, but I thought we were finishing all Sins of Sinister, and then I turned the page, and we have another number one. <laughs> oh, my it's goodness. A one shot. 
but it's a one shot. Is that Cy Spurrier and Nightcrawlers? I regret not getting that. Missed a boat on that one because I like Nightcrawler and I like Cy Spurrier, so I probably should have read that. At least giving it a shot. Mm-hmm. Avengers Assemble Omega number one. Jason Aaron writing. 57 people on art. And I really don't like that Aaron could uh, Aaron Cooter cover. Yeah, but this is Steve Scrooge. Hey, there we go. Really nice. Yeah. Golly, I wouldn't even know what's going on in Avengers, though. Well, it's, uh, it's a new one, so... Oh, well, Omega, so they're actually ending things. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's actually... I would be lost. The penultimate Avengers War Across Time. Number two of Avengers Beyond. Okay. Number two of Hellcat. I like the Phil Noto Wayback variant. That's cool. I do, too. Um, this Chrissy Zulo, uh, the other variant, mm-hmm. what's she doing? What's this art style that she's got here? Uh, this is... Uh, anthropomorphic yeah. versions of yep. your characters? Yes. Okay. Um, think there's anything there? Nope. I don't know we've seen this. Have we, we have. And this is poorly done versions of what we've seen. We've seen anthropomorphic versions of our of characters. Correct. Okay. Uh, can, can you tell me who it is by any chance? Nope. Who that artist is? I don't remember those. Yeah, I don't either. But you think it's happened? Yep. I mean, I don't love it. Um, so it doesn't really appeal to me. But I wonder. It's a new. It's a new style. A new-ish. You're saying it's an old. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it's new-ish. Um, could could be something. Cosmic Ghost Rider number two, Stephanie Phillips, Juan Cabal. Yeah. Doctor Strange number two, they are highlighting Pasquale Ferry's internal art, and I agree, that is very, very, very good internal art. Yeah, um, I don't know, did I read this, Doctor Strange? With, with to... it being on two, it would not have released yet. Okay. I didn't realize McKay was doing that, I would have picked it up. Mm-hmm. I still can. <laughs> I was gonna say the time still. Spider Gwen Shadow Clones number two. Um, this is where we have weird elseward versions of Gwen. So here we have her as Sandman. Sand Gwen. Gwen. Oh my goodness! Now, didn't we give Emily Kim the Silk Book? Didn't she do the Silk Book? That was her, right? Sounds possible. And that's gone. That was okay. That was yeah. with the mummy lady as the villain. It went on a little too long. It took forever to thwart that character. Yeah, so we are getting weird, weird versions of Gwen as the Rhino, Doc Ock, Vulture, Sandman, all kinds of people. Yeah. Okay. It's, that's kind of silly. Mm-hmm. How much? I mean, I guess it's it's new, it's different. Yeah. So you know, it's not the same old formula. I guess I can see the appeal. If 
Venom, Lethal Protector. Hallows. So that second one is the actual cover. I like that actual cover, that Paolo cover. Where are we at? Paolo Sakara. So he's on uh, the, the one that looks kind of older. It's not the one that's with the, the initial solicit. That's the variant by Scon. But the next page. It's got her with the uh, M16. What page? I don't have page numbers. Digital 29. Oh. Oh, okay. I yeah, see what you're talking So you're, okay, you're talking about uh, Venom. Okay. Yep. Then Hallow's Eve. Eric Schultz doing that one. Uh, Red Goblin. Uh, amazing hits 23. I like what Chris Bacalo is doing on that cover. Yeah, I do too. What did Peter do? We okay, so we still haven't okay. We are 23 issues in. I thought we have yet to I thought, find out what Peter do. Th- th- wasn't it last month that we found the out last what? one we read? We were finally finding out what Peter did, and yeah. we didn't find out what Peter do. <laughs> we're gonna he's gonna explain it a little slower yeah. i guess it's yeah. take a little time to explain maybe he starts to explain himself in the last month and then yeah the good news is we've moved on in amazing spider-man 24 yeah yeah your opinion of who the hero is and who the villain is may end up at least blurred interesting uh, I, you know, a lot, not. I don't really like it when they make the hero the villain and vice versa. Yeah. Well, unless it was, uh, um, yeah, that one Spider-Man with Doc Ock where they switch bodies. That was really good. Mary Jane and Black Cat number five. Mary Jane's freckles look like measles. Yeah, they've really given her a disease in this. Yeah, those are. Yeah, those Paolo Sakara not- again. So Paolo's care over two or three, I think. Yeah, yeah. Maybe stop giving him covers. Actually, no. I'm sorry. I liked his venom. Is what I was saying. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, I absolutely despise his black cat and Mary Jane. It's serviceable, but the but I think maybe they need to soften the the, the freckles a little. Yeah. I don't think she has them. They look like that. Yeah. Miles, Miles. Covered in moles. <laughs> yeah, they do. They don't look <laughs> look right. Carnage hits twelve. Miles Morales has a new foe named Rabble. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Venom eighteen. Spider Man at seven. It's the end of the Spider Verse. I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. I bet you'll bring him back. Oh, yeah. Marvel Voices Spider-Verse. There it is. <laughs> it didn't actually <laughs> end. <already>. Next page. <laughs> Next page. Um, I am Iron Man by... You I, got there. A pair of creators. Me. A pair of creators from down yonder somewhere. Rogan Gambit. Stephanie Phillips. A bevy of three nice covers that I like. 
that one. It's all right. Let's see Braddock, Bishop. New Mutants, Lethal Legion. And the excellent Mike Allred. You can see him coming from a mile away. X-Force. Compared to some of what's going on here, I'm going to be less harsh on Allred. Yeah, I gotcha. On Wolverine 32, this Jose Maria Casanovas. Very old school painterly cover. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I do too. Is that independently? Yeah, it's just a regular variant. That's kind of cool. X-23! Deadly Regenesis. That's also Erica Schultz. I'm, we talked about this last month when mm-hmm. we launched. I am excited about this. X-Men 21. Still Xen. <laughs> still Xen after all these years. Yeah. A new printing of the facsimile for X-Men number one from 1963. And we are facsimiling the 19th. 1991 X-Men. The 8 million selling. Yeah. No, you can still get that. (laughs) And it's $8? I don't think you have to pay $8 for the original. No. No, you can get them for a buck. <laughs> you used to be able to get them for a buck. I don't know if you could do it. X Men number one sold an incredible eight million copies. It's one of the all time great Marvel comic books, boldly represented in its original deluxe edition form, packed with pinups and iconic wraparound cover. Eight dollars. Yeah. The FOC is on. March 27th, and then the cell is 510. Boy, they really... They really? Want to make sure that one don't fall through the cracks on you. I guess. I mean, that would be just hilarious if that sells another million copies. <laughs> I would be blown away. Miracle Man Marvel Tales collects... Miracle Man from 1985, number one. Warrior 1 through 11. Marvel Man Special and A1. And Miracle Man 1 through 4 from 2014. And they're polybagging it. No, it's not all that. It, it can't. It's not. You can't fit all that in 120 pages. I guess. Maybe. Of course. That seems like a lot. It does. Uh, yeah, I don't care that much. Captain America. A couple of titles. Three. Three Captain America. Four. Four Captain America. <laughs> do I hear five? I do not. No, Captain America Unforgiven number one is a new Tim Seeley led Captain America. Silver Server Ghostlight. Clobber in Time 2, the Steve Scrochy book. And you hated the last cover. I'm sure you're going to hate this one. With the Does he have mushrooms? Fungus. What's going on here? Looks like he has mushrooms growing out of his skin. Okay. 
made of mushrooms. Rock, rock mushrooms. Rock lobster. Um, we've got Fantastic Four. Uh, issue six. I've read three of these. They're all great. All great. Three, four, three. When's the last time that's happened? One, there you two, go. Three. One, two, three, right out of the gate. All good. Um, I think that would be uh, Tom Taylor's Nightwing was the last time I experienced that. Hey, um, Tom Riley, kudos for your Wasp covers. Even the fourth one, I continue to think they're really cool and very well done. Yeah, very um, graphic designy. All right, Drew. We've run out of letters. So we have variant covers by R number one C zero. So we have Rico, but it's alphanumeric on bloodline daughter of blade number three. R (laughs) that is Rico, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Oh God. I mean, does, does, is that how he gets his paycheck? I'm, I don't know. I'm just annoyed. Pay to the order of Rico. Re- Re- My mother calls me R one C zero. Oh, what are we uh, doing? Twitter uh, handles now? That's that sounds like it. Um, Scarlet Witch four. Uh, this is a time and podcast where I offer my sincerest apologies to Steve Orlando for all the disparaging mar- remarks I may have made against him in in years past. Um, first issue was really good. First there issue of Scarlet Witch is really good. Um, so um, I take it all back. <laughs> that, till, you can write a ship in one book, people. Till next time. Till the next <laughs> time you, you disappoint me. Then you're back on the crap list. <laughs> oh, I love the ghost cover from Deadpool 6. That's awesome. That's awesome. So good. The, oh, oh, okay. I was like looking for the little inset. No, it's right there. Right there in front of me. Yep. Martin Kukola. I like to call him Martin Kukola. Okay, Kukola's fine. Um, I think we need to do more pop cultural homages. Yeah. I guess it's a movie homage, but it's a it's a scene from the movie, not like the poster or anything. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Invincible Iron Man, She-Hulk still going strong. Okay, now I see why there was such a delay between the last She-Hulk and now, um, because it's 175 issues. <laughs> the landmark, 175. Landmark. I think she'll make it to 200 in two more years. In two more years. Don't you? Yeah, why not? I mean, we've got. Did her series get picked up for a second season? I am unaware. I assume. It was well received for mm-hmm. most majority, I would think. Vocal minority that did not like it, but I think for the most part, people dug it. Did you watch? Mm-hmm. Yes. And your vote was positive, correct? It was Sex in the City with She-Hulk. What is that positive? I don't know. It wasn't for me, but I, I, I made it through it. I giggled a few times. Okay. And I enjoyed the parts with Daredevil. And Would Wong. you watch season two? Yes, because it's very casual. Yeah. 
So, like, I watched all of She-Hulk, but it was never the primary thing I was doing. Oh, you were second screening? Yes. Would you... Hmm, I mean, that's that's just, like, the lowest form of entertainment. So you, so you binged? Mm-hmm. Or you watched it list an episode here, an episode there, or you just blew? I think I, I waited till like six were stacked up, and I watched two, two or three at a time. Two or three at a time. Okay. Um. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's not. I don't think you liked it. <laughs> if I'm being I had, honest, I had no issues with it. Like I said, it was very fun and lighthearted. Um, yeah. I, Got a you didn't neat dislike things it. out of it. I did not dislike it, right. but like, I mean, you're not behind if you didn't watch it on anything. But um, Hulk's son. Okay, so you know that thing you did where you like pick the video game, you know, your favorite video game of the two, mm-hmm. and then pick the favorite game of the other two, and then you play them off, mm-hmm. right, against each other. Um, what would that? She-Hulk, uh, Moon Knight. Moon Knight. She-Hulk, Loki. Loki. She-Hulk, Black Adam. She-Hulk. Well, that's a movie. That doesn't really count. Does <laughs> I can't do that. Um, obviously, I think She-Hulk is better than What If. Um, I'd yeah. probably put it in my regards and this may be recency bias. I have it above uh, Captain Cap Falcon. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's possible recency bias. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Have to lay them all out in front of me mm-hmm. now. I mean, Wanda's still the king, right? Hawkeye, baby. Hawkeye beats beats Wanda. So Wanda is great the first time you watched it, but I'll never be able to watch WandaVision a second time and get what I got out of it. I will be able to watch Hawkeye a second time and enjoy myself. I think I can watch Wanda again. Really? Mm-hmm. The whole thing was, what in the good God is going on with this series? And you'll never get that again because we know exactly where it's going. I think you can just enjoy the nope. scenery chewing. No. No? No. Right. no. Okay. Uh, Ryan Otley's Hulk, Eve Ewing's Monica Rambeau, Jordan, finishing up the final one. Oh, yeah, and Jordan Efueco is finishing up his Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Yeah, it's finishing up as well. Boy, I have three of the worst covers I've ever seen in my life for Thor 33. <sighs> that timeless Loki is derpy. Is is that like and a that's photo reference of his dad or something? Because yeah. I mean, who? What? I don't. I don't see Loki there at all. Mm-hmm. Any version ever? Yeah. Uh, Punisher Eleven. Jason A. Aaron. <laughs> Joe Fixit's Peter David. Didn't love that first issue, Peter. If I'm being honest, hoping the second issue grabs me. Moon Knight 22. That's what not, in the not my Tom favorite. Riley cover are we doing there? <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. That's weird. That's just a weird guy. Is that and his I don't... cape? Is that his color? Is he being decapitated? 
Yeah, is he just like weightlifting competition flex there? Um, very strange, and I don't love the timeless kingpin. Yeah, and like who Ross. is the werewoman? Um, I don't know. Looks more like Tigra, but I don't know. And why is Moon Knight blue? That is Tigra, by the way. Oh, okay. It is. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's, it starts with the werewoman hunts, so I just assumed that was a werewoman. Yeah, yeah, that, I did too. I'm like, it looks a lot like Tiger, but then it says Tiger sets her sight on the midnight, so it's got to be Tiger. Cause it mm-hmm. Unless that's the werewoman. I don't know. Well, I'll read it to find out. So we, Moon Knight's made it to issue 22. Yay. Time to reset. That's <laughs> about there, yeah. That is a cool Ghost Rider cover. Jorn Barons, thank you for saving life. <laughs> you do like him. Dude, he's like consistently Bjorn. dope. Yeah, he does good stuff. And I'm glad he's out of the shadow of Spawn. Yeah, 100%. Doing other stuff. That is a great Daredevil 10 cover. Marco Ciccetto, that is yeah, good. That's, that's a great cover. Um, I could see that moving. Some yeah. Right there. It's really nice. It's a turning Whereas point. Whereas I will not get Giuseppe Comancoli the same thing for this Predator cover. Yeah. Predator becomes prey. <laughs> oh, Star Wars is getting the black, white, and red treatment. Ah, uh, I don't. It's an interesting cover. It was a fun concept with Batman. Yeah. Was it Batman that did the first black? White, I would red? hope not. Was that over? In, did did DC do it first? Yeah, DC did black and white first, or something like that. And then this this did Marvel, but Marvel took this one, yeah. and and just run it into the ground. There's been a lot of these. Mm-hmm. Following the successful Black, White, and Red series produced by Marvel Comics, Darth Vader now takes the spotlight for Tales of Terror by some of the industry's most talented creator. Peach Momoko will spin a story only she can bring to life, plus the return of Jason Aaron to the world of Star Wars, with part one of his Vader tale spanning all four issues. Okay, so it's like an almost like a... So we got three that, writers writing three books. So Jason's writing on all of them, and then Peach Momoko's going to swing in for this one. Torn Grumbach coming in for this one. Um, we then we'll get two different writers swinging in next issue. So it's like an urban legends mm-hmm. type of anthology. And like they're only charging four bucks. This is the thing I would have seen them doing five to seven. So yeah. You save all that money on the on the color on the yeah. other three colors you don't use. <laughs> all right, uh, I am kind of interested in Jason Aaron doing Star Wars again. He has been for a long, long time. He was good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Star Wars High Republic number eight. Caven Scott on that one. A nice little Marguerite Savage variant. Star Wars Hidden Empire is finishing up with five of five. Um, I thought that was, was that the window shade? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like the battle variant. That's cool. Uh, Window shade. They did a window shade variant. Did they really? No, they didn't. It just looks like it. It looks like it. Well, it's not listed. So weird. Yeah. Yoda six. 
Sun of Staros, three of five. Oh, Ewoks. Ewoks. Devil Bears get their own cover. That is a spooky looking. Yeah. Well, they've all been pretty scary looking. This is a one shot. I mean, mine this puppy. I, I'm guessing that when their license expires, they'll have left nothing on the table for mm-hmm. anybody else to do. Well, the, the, the bad thing is all the Marvel stuff's continuity. Well, I mean, maybe. They've, they've always said the comics are continuity, so who knows? We may well, have to backtrack. I mean, but not the Dark Horse? comics correct you can't do that they literally did there'll be some holes there's not enough there's not enough smart people paying attention there's <laughs> it's no very way. true there's it's no very way true. there'll there's be all no kinds Ke- of there's no star wars kevin feige here no Finish up with a few more Vaders and a little more Star Wars, a little more Afra Bounty Hunters, and we are done with Marvel. They just, yeah, that's, that was a crap ton of Star Wars books. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize they, were, they had that many going on. Lots of trades, lots of hardcovers. Glance and see if anything blows my doors. I'm not a hardcover trade guy. They're always pretty and neat. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't tend to want them. Bookshelf full of them. Well, I want them. I just don't want to store them. Mm-hmm. Maybe someday when I have my like a library of my own, I can just peruse. That'd be nice. Oh, Murder World's going to be correct collected. It's going to be how many? Avengers, Spider-Man, Wolverine, Moon Knight. And game over. Gotcha. One, two, three, four, five. All right. If I'd have read solicits better, I'd have known that. Yes. It's all in me. Uh, the Hood, the saga of Parker Robbins. What is that? It's Brian K. Vaughn. I'm not familiar with that at all. Wait a minute, it's Brian K. Vaughn, Jeff Parker, and Rick Remender. Penciled by Kyle Hotz and Max Fiyama. This is on page uh, 98 on my yep, digital. Yep, I'm looking at it. And um, did you read this ever? Did you know Never about this? Never even heard of it, yeah. With great power comes great great opportunity. With a pregnant girlfriend, demanding mistress, and an institutionalized mother to care for, Parker Robbins can barely make ends meet. So when the small-time crook finds Miss apparel that grants him strange powers, he decides to forego organized crime for the more prestigious and financially rewarding world of costume villainy. Okay, so I missed this when it happened. So this is a this this is like is a an, flip. Uh, flip in the script on Peter Parker. An Earth 616 and uh, this may be new. The Hood appeared in 2002, created by Brian, Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's, it collects it collects the, the the six hoods. Yeah, so it looks like five. yeah, this is a character from 2002. I'm trying to figure out when this series was released, so we weren't 
We weren't in comics then, bro. Yeah. She-Hulk's collected, Ultraverse. Uh, that hood thing is kind of interesting. Keep my eye on that. And how did I never see, like, how did, cause being a Brian K. Vaughn completist that I thought I was, <laughs> how did I not ever see that in, like, a bin anywhere? Yeah. It's really weird. X-Men, Double Trouble, Spider-Man. Um, yeah, collecting stuff, lots of posters. And 116 pages of stuff. <laughs> Woo! They are not taking a break. It's <laughs> a lot. Time for a break from our show to pay the bills. Check out beacons.ai slash comics fun profit for all the C4 fap links you could ever need all in one place. You can provide feedback, listen, support, share, enjoy these. We have our Patreon there. You can buy us a beer or a coffee. You can check out our Instagrams, our Twitters, our Facebooks. Check out our YouTube page. You can email us. You can listen to our podcasts on Patreon, if you're a subscriber, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on Podbean. We have Google Podcasts on there. We have an Amazon wish list. You want to buy Kyle and I something? Fine. You can do that here. We appreciate it. We have Kyle's RPG podcast listed on there, so you can check out his Dork Day Afternoon offerings. We have Cowabunga links, so you can check out the Cowabunga Deep Discount FOC and Pre-Order list. Get on that. That's our LCS, so you can check that out as well. And we want to just give you opportunities to say hi, to check out what we're doing, support us if you would like, or just listen. Check out beacons.ai slash comics fun profit for all the C4 FAP links you could ever need. Thanks. Back to the show. Kyle, let's slide over to Hot 10. Get there while the getting's good. That's right. Let's send it over to our good friends at comicbookinvest.com. Look at their Hot 10. We are a week behind. We are looking at things for the 20th of January. 2023 and we will start with the number one that drew has been talking to you about since he saw it in the marvel previews and that is batman superman world's finest number 11 why not not the marvel previews but the dc previews jack white variant yeah yeah it's um pretty weird and um independently orderable Mm -hmm. um not on some stupid website you have to go to so you can get from your comic shop and it did well, so yeah. that's great. We knew it was going to do well. Yep, currently between 50 and $60. The talk of the week was definitely about this one. If you want my opinion, which I'm sure you don't, I think it's a little overpriced. Next thing you know, someone is going to publish a book with all the comic influencers on the cover. Oh, wait, they already do that. Yeah, I don't know who that is, but okay. I like it. It's cool. I just love seeing not ratioed things on here. Yeah, I, I I love it too. I mean, um, I hope it has staying power, and I hope it keeps its value because it it's a legitimate comic that you could have seen pre-ordered and picked up in your local comic shop for a reasonable price mm-hmm. and struck gold with, and you didn't have to jump through hoops or overpay for a ratio. It, I mean, it's all the good things we like about spec. Is this book right here? At rank two, we have Amazing Spider-Man at number 14, the second print, Ed McGinnis, one in 20 and five. So here we have another situation of the ratioed second printing. 
Currently worth $175, though. This Hollow's Eve character looks great. I don't know if she will have the lasting impact, but for now, don't hate picking up her first, which is in the air. If not, uh, you don't think the second print counts, but who knows? Yeah. At rank three, so. we have Venom number 15, the Ejesu 1 in 25 variant between 35 and 50 bucks. This one is homaging Venom 3, which is kind of weird because that book just came out. Seems to have worked for this issue. The red definitely pops. Yeah, I like it. So now we're flip-flopping on whether second prints are um, legitimate yeah. first covers. If it, yeah. it has to be a first cover on a first... Pr- okay, I get that. I guess I can get that logic. You don't okay. seem to hate that logic. Yeah, I don't hate it. At rank four, we have Nightwing 100, the Dan Mora 1 in 100 foil. Uh, 150 bucks might be slightly more expensive, or maybe not. But we would prefer if DC would do more spot foil and not these all foil covers, but still. Mm-hmm. Nice. My, one of my least favorite Nightwing 100 covers. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. At rank five, we have Wakanda number four, ten to fifteen dollars. The first appearance of Tosin's love interest is in here. The cover is gorgeous, in my opinion, which definitely checks the boxes for being a collectible book. I like this up here, Wakanda number four, starring Tosin. Starring yep. Tosin, folks. <laughs> starring Tosin's love interest. Make sure you hop in there. At rank six, we have Scarlet Witch, number one, the Adam Hughes Virgin, limited to 500, uh, 65 to 75. This is definitely a Hughes cover. Would have preferred if they didn't use the trade dress version as the B cover, but Marvel ignores preferences weekly, so oh well. At rank seven, we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles slash Ghostbusters crossover, number three, the Corey Smith variant. $80 for this book. It is a strange co- crossover, but this cover is awesome. I say this all the time, but some of these IDW books are so hard to find. They are definitely hidden gems. That is a cool cover. Yeah. I remember this series, and it's popping back up. Of course, Last of Us American Dreams, number one. Rawls are $250. CGC 9.8 is $1,200. <laughs> wow. The show debuted this week finally to rave reviews from critics and fans of the game. It appears that it has finally broken the video game adaptation. Cursed interest in this may never be higher than it is right now. Wow. That's amazing. At number nine, Realm of Kings, Son of Hulk, number one. 15 to $20, which is up from the 5 to 10 bucks it was previously. Gentora showed up in the Ant-Man trailer, so there was good reason for that her first appearance would see some love this week. And at rank 10, we have Vampy, number 24, the Drew Johnson variant, limited to 1,500 copies, $600 for Rawls, a book you just don't ever see for sale. Even though there are supposedly 1,500 of them out there, this was made as an homage to the late Dave Stevens' Planet Comics number one, back before all covers were homages. Never heard of it. Hmm. Honorable mention, Batman 608, the Jim Lee RRP variant, a CGC 9.8, sold for $7,000, one of the earliest model Grail books out there. Rarely seen, always gawked at. Dang. Yeah. 
and Haunted Thrills number six, an old book, a CGC 5.5, sold for 6,700, a classic, classic cover. These types of books will never be sought, never not be sought after. So when one comes for sale, expect some to overpay. That's cool. Yeah, good stuff. All right, let's slide over to FOC, see what de- what DC's got to offer on the 29th. Yeah, of course, FOC is our final order cutoff. It's our last ability to order and add things to our orders that we did months ago in previews. Now that we've either had some more time with the projects or we've seen some things or maybe just jumping on some trends. We get a wonderful typed little Excel sheet from our good friends at Deep Discount Comics um, to help us make our orders this weekend. And we will start with our DC books um, over in Lunar Distributions. I'm going to be going from left to right. Dan Mora still doing Batman, Superman, World's Finest on 12 there. Sweeney Boo cover is really nice, the one in 50. Yeah. I like that a lot. Uh, tons of Black Adam. Um, Sweeney Boo doing Catwoman too. Yeah, that's a cute Catwoman cover. I really like that. Josh Sway's great. Yeah. Another Catwoman. That's a 150 though. Harder to get. Deceased War of the Undead Gods, number six, cover B, the Jeff Spokes homage. Cardstock variant is, of course, an homage to the boys. Um, I like that cover. Or NWA. Or NWA. (laughs) That's pretty great. And then that Matina cover is kind of spooky. Gives me nightmares. Mm -hmm. Flash 793, looking good. All those are nice. Yeah, I like Flash covers. Harley David Quinn Nakayama. Anime. Oh, go ahead. Nope, nope, go ahead. I'm ahead of you, so go ahead. Um, I was just looking at the uh, animated... Uh, Harley Quinn animated Dan Hip cover, mm-hmm. which was also v- super creepy and very stylized, but I kind of dig it. Yeah. I very much like the David Nakayama variant on Human Target number 12, the final issue of Human Target. Yeah. They've had quite a few cool covers, too. Yeah. I'm anxious to see how that this turns out. This will be great. Lazarus Planet, Planet Omega. wonder what I missed. A lot of stuff there. A lot of pretty, pretty covers, for sure. Like the Jen Bartel. And so many. Look at that. One in 100, David Marquez, Alejandro Sanchez. Them mm-hmm. standing in the rain. That's pretty cool. We've got some Wonder Wonder Girl. Yeah, those are great covers. I might just pop in and read that book just to see what's going on. <laughs> no kidding. Nightwing on to 101. Rick and Morty books probably did you read taken in no I did not I'm not on one hundred yet. I'm still a little bit behind. Oh yeah. man, I think you're gonna be excited. Don't even read this solicit. You're gonna get spoiled. Damn. Well, I guess don't look at the cover. You're gonna get spoiled. Sorry, moving on. <laughs> um Rick and Morty books will probably be plummeting uh 
Justin Roiland was accused of domestic violence. He has been kicked off his show. He has been kicked out of his game studio. So the future of Rick and Morty is very much up in the air. He's the creator? He's the voice and co-creator. Voice of pretty much every character. How do you get rid of him? How do you replace him? I am unaware. Man. Yeah. Don't beat your wife, folks. Shazam Fury of the Gods special Shazamily Matters number one one shot. It's a yeah. very all ag Shazam. Very much so. Yeah. I have been enjoying the uh, Shazam trailer, playing quite a bit in different things. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't watched it. Some great Superman number one covers. Jeez Louise. Ariel Cologne Daily Planet covers really good. So many to choose from. Ibrahim Mustafa cover D coming out of the cornfields really good. Uh, Jorge Jimenez is good. Oh, man. So many. Yeah. Even the Nick God is kind of weird, but I like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, what is Tom Derenek doing? I'm not sure. We got whiskey and shirtless Superman, so <laughs> line up here, folks. <laughs> That's great. Great stuff. A little foil for Jamal Campbell, so... Expect that to do as well as whatever that other foil thing was. <laughs> Facsimile edition for Wiz Comics number two, the first Captain Marvel who eventually becomes Shazam. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a big that's a big book. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's all I had from... Yeah. Heading over to my image books and seeing what's there. And these are Monday, January 30, right? Correct. Ice Cream Man, 34. A couple of really neat little covers there. I Hate Fairyland 2 going to a second print. Both the Art Brutes, one and two, are going to a second printing. What? Yeah. Hard to believe. Ice Cream Man's been so good. Now, Art Brute number two, second print. That's an homage to a Crowded House album that you had? <laughs> no. That no. Maybe... Maybe the news of the world. That's what it was. Queen album. Queen album, yes. Um, and that's that's uh, probably a stretch. Probably a stretch. Probably a stretch just, to be. It gave me flashbacks to that. Yes, that I that is reminiscent of Queen news of the world though. Saga sixty two, another really really good cover. Local man number one. This is a uh, Sealy and Fleeks. Okay. Um, You're not allowed to like this. Ah, Stray Dogs and Revival 
I mean, come on. Is this a superhero book? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a classic image comic flip book with a lead story drawn by Fleeks and a superhero flashback into the depths of the image universe drawn by Seely. I don't know what that means. I'll read that first one to find out. I mean, That's... it's a superhero book. Well, you hate image superhero books, but it's not it's not straight up superhero. <laughs> okay, it's it's deep it's it's a different type. Gotcha. Which you know they they shouldn't exist outside of DC, but whatever. Outside of the whole big ones. Yeah, outside of the big two. You're right on the Saga sixty two though. Very nice. Very very nice. Very nice. Damn, the mall covers are great. Yeah, I was thinking that myself. All of them have been great. And Charlie Adler, right? Yep. Uh, once upon a time at end of world. Once upon a time at end of world. <laughs> They didn't put the the in there. It's just too many. Too many words. We don't want to do that. Ooh, and Specs finishes up. Oh, man. The last issue of Specs was good. From Dark Horse, we have Star Wars, The Nameless Terror, number one of a four-issue series there, written by George Mann. Dead Maul finishes up. Uh, weird book. I'm going to finish it up just because I'm going to finish it up. Because <laughs> I told myself I had to. I have to. Ones has been good. Uh, from Dark Horse, also a good book. That's also finishing with its fourth issue. A lot of four-issue four series. I kind of like them. But then when they're really good, you're like, oh, <laughs> we, should, we should have done more. So we have TMNT, The Last Ronin, The Lost Years, number two. Uh, we got a couple of undocumented covers. Of course, Eastman waits a little bit longer than the average bear. And we also have the cover C, the Baravecchia cover. Waiting. Okay. Putting a lot of pressures on those local comic shops to buy those and let you look at them before buying them. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider relaunches with its first issue. Who did I say was doing this? That would be Stephanie Phillips. Stephanie Phillips, yeah. Taking over the war. Wanda Cabal. Donnie Cates. Kind of put Donny Cates on the map, didn't it? Cosmic Ghost Rider before he took over um, mm-hmm. Venom. Is that before Venom, yeah. There's Hallow's Eve. So this could be her first full cover. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. 
if you don't believe the second cover hype. Joe Fixit, number one, going to a second print. Miles Morales, Spider-Man, number two, going to a second print. Mary Jane and Black Cat going to a second print. Murder World, game over, number one. Yeah, so that's the end. Yeah. Rogan Gambit gives us a uh, first issue. That'll be fun. And the first Spider-Gwen Shadow Clones, this time as Doc Ock. So well, I guess Doc, Doc Gwen? Gwen Ock? I'm not sure how you go there. I like these covers, though. They look really great. It's just... I don't know. We'll go Gwentipus. I don't. Okay. You win. You win. <laughs> you win the internet today. Oh, my goodness. Star Wars 32 action figure. We got the Jar Jar Binks. Uh, are you excited? Action figure. That's what's up. Really? I so want that. The most hated character in Star Wars history. You yeah. gotta have that. You gotta have it. <laughs> Nothing else to uh, annoy your friends. May have to reach out on that one because uh, I gotta have that. Star Wars Mando hits eight. Wonder, wonder where we're at. What? That's like we're still in the first season, I think. Yeah. In that cover. Man, that Star Wars Hidden Empire number four, the Women's History Month variant by uh, Peach Momoko. Very good, very subdued. I really, really, really dig that cover. Which one? The Hot Hand Solo Women's History. The Hidden, uh, Star Empire. Wars Hidden Empire. Yeah. History. That's uh. Oh, okay. I like when she goes subtle. Yeah. Darkwing Duck doing another slew of really cool covers. Although I don't believe my choice of Darkwing Duck number one paid off (laughs) a few weeks ago. But it was fun. It was was fun, not profit. Lots of gargoyles. Lots of vampirella. Yeah. Ancient enemies of the Jin, the Jinny. I'm sorry. I call it the Jin, but that's just me. The Jin. What did I say? <laughs> Jinny. Well, it has I think the the original spelling is not with an I on the end of it. Correct. Right. So this yeah. is a different thing. I yep. think Frank Miller's LLC though. So yeah. that's, they've had some successful launches. I don't know if this is going to be one of them. Kind of interesting. Book of shadows. Number four, the cover C is just straight up demon pentagram stuff. Yeah. 
Kyle says sell, sell, sell on Rick and Morty. I think it's already too late. I'd say, yeah. Fans have revolted. Not watching the show anymore. I think enough for the price to go down. I mean... Really good hardcover there from Aftershock with We Live Volume 1. Hardcover has the five issues plus the free comic day story as well. Okay. That's very nice. All right, Drew, FOC, pick one, brother. Well, I'm going to take a local man. That's a Tim Seeley, Tony Fleek's book. Look at you. And it's a supernatural book. Nope. Or it's superhero. a superhero book. I, I bet it's supernatural, too, because um, it is an image. So they can't <laughs> not be also supernatural. But it does combine rural crime noir <laughs> and superhero action. So there's my in. Yeah. And um, and Tony Fleeks, he he has my heart since Stray Dogs. So. There you go. And for you, sir? Jar Jar action figure. <laughs> Jar Jar. Not even close. He didn't even have to think no, of it. No, no. Fantastic. You know what else I don't have to think about, Drew? I don't have to think about checking cover price top 20. <laughs> see what we got over here. I'm going to head straight over there. Look at their number one, and we already know what it is because they listen to Comics for Fun and Profit because their number one book is Batman Superman World's Finest Number One. Number 11, the Jack White the Third cover D. First Biggie, then Eminem, Paul McCartney, and now Jack White. Jack White, of course, of the White Stripes, makes his comic creation debut with his cover, continuing the trend and dominance of books featuring musical artists. Each has appeared in our top 10, and to- each has appeared in the top spot of the top 10 over the past several months. So he's in good company. Jack White also happens to be a massive comics fan, especially those DC variety. It's fitting he would debut on a Batman-Superman-centric book. A dream come true for a fellow nerd. Tracked 234 copies on the secondary market. Seven-day trend up all kinds. We saw high sales as much as over 100 bucks at $112 and $51 fair market value on Rawls. Man, gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. At rank two, we have Wakanda number four. Tosin quickly became a fan favorite character with his first appearance continuously commanding premium prices. Marvel has rumored big plans for him, evidence by their recent introduction of his love interest, Kime, or Kime, or whatever you say K-I-M-E spells. This book marks her first appearance in another character the community feels has a bright future. This also features an awesome Tosin cover, tracking 82 copies on the secondary market, 22 bucks for all. You can get them around 16 if you watch what you're doing. At rank three, we have the Atlantis Chronicles, number four. This book features the first appearance of a Cordax, a green skin ancestor to Aquaman that rivals his powers. While Aquaman 2 has been put on the back burner due to the turbulence surrounding DC, it's reportedly still happening. Rumors are swirling that Cordax could appear in the sequel. While neither confirmed nor dispelled, the community is still picking up copies just in case, tracking 37 copies on the secondary market. 20 bucks for alls. Might be able to find some fines for 10. Uh, are they, is Jason Momoa coming back? He already, yeah, for two, it's already in the can and he did it. 
so it's okay. So yeah, it, it's it's already out, right? No, it's, I mean it's already shot. done. Yeah, correct. Okay. At rank four, more nostalgia. Drew, we have Biker Mice from Mars from Marvel 1993. Per comic book, the nostalgia trip that is Biker Mice from Mars is set to return. A relic of the past has been revived and slapped with a new series and, of course, a new toy line. This excited fans who immediately turn to the aftermarket to secure the first issue of this brief comic run. Um, Biker Mice from Mars began as a TV series, which branched out quite the opposite of their longtime rivals, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, tracking 15 copies sold, um, spiking 9.8 to $225, and rolls to around 15. Never, ever heard of it. Ah, gotta love it. Did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well aware of it. Okay. At rank five, we have Venom number 15 in the one in 25, uh, going as high as 60 bucks for raw copies. Fantastic cover. Um, yeah, just, we talked about it earlier. At rank six, we have Bitch Planet number one. Yeah. Bitch Planet is another book reportedly set to adapt by Animazon into a TV series, and this one features a more PG-13 rating. When the world is full of criminals, a prison opens off-planet solely populated by women. Orange is the New Black in Space, anyone? This excited fans, and we tracked 42 copies, sold highs of CGC 9.8 for 85 bucks, and you're getting 11 bucks for this number one. This guy's never read the book. It's nothing like that. He has no clue what he's talking about. Um, but anyway, I have stacks of this, so go up higher, please. And I think I have signed copies of the first issue. There you so. Go. Uh, yeah, this needs to hit, man. So half now, half later. Yeah, go, go, go. At rank seven, here we go, Drew. Sex Criminals, number one. This book is making the Comics Code Authority roll over in its grave. If you just a storyline about two people, Susie and John, who figure out they can stop time and steal whatever they want when they orgasm. Odd, but promising enough so that it was recently reportedly optioned by amazon 23 copies sold high sales of 122 dollars for cdc 9.8 and farmer market value for around 19 boy do i have a lot of this book boy do i have a lot of them signed boy do i have the weird little uh sears portrait studio stuff they did and the takeoff of the sears portrait studio you name it i've got it for this book yeah, I want I want this to do really well, but unfortunately, I don't think Amazon will treat it as well as it should be. Yeah, yeah. It's and a little... I don't really know how it's going to go over. No clue. You might have to change like that thing. This, this seems like a Cinemax book. <laughs> yeah. Series. It was so filthy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do it, but do well. Uh, yeah, but please figure it out. The Amazing Spider-Man number fourteen second. At print by Ed McGinnis, 1 in 25. This is at rank 8. This is the All Hollows Eve book. $200 for Rawls, 151 Boy, these, these second print ratios, there's not many of them. At rank 9, we have The Amazing Spider-Man 17, the Ed McGinnis cover E, the 1 in 25. This isn't the second print black and white. It's just the regular one. Um, $26 for Rawls. Um, 19 bucks for fair market. Actually, I don't think that's a one in 25. I think it's just the standard cover and they've got it on here wrong. Mm. Oh, well. 
And at rank 10, the Amazing Spider-Man, the M&M, limited to 5000 Um, You know, we still have that high sale of $1,100 for ZGC 9.8, and there's still, Rawls are still over 175 bucks. People's the one. Crazy. Yep. That's nuts. Uh, on the back half of the top 20, we have at rank 11, Body Bags by Dark Horse from 1996. Um, another creator passed away this week. It was announced Jason Pearson, the writer and artist for the series, passed away. Uh, Pearson had also worked on Grendel, Batman Gotham Knights, and done Robin and Amazing Spider-Man covers. Uh, Body Bags was the title he was most known for in the comic community. We tracked 15 copies of this selling. High sale of 120 for CGC 9.4. Not a lot out there, I'm guessing. Uh, rank 12, Spawn number 1 from 1992. Uh, high sale of $200 for CGC 9.8. We're over $200 for the 9.8 now. And you can still get Raws for 30 some dollars. That's great. Uh, rank 13, we have Spider-Man number 1 from 1990. The Silver, still selling well. 21 additional copies of this sold with a high sale of $221 for a CGC 9.8. Raws around 18 uh, Spider-Man 2099 number one continues to sell well. 30 more copies of this sold. High sale of 149.95 for a CGC 9.8. Rawls at 14. At rank 15, we have Star Wars The Mandalorian number one. Um, I think it must be the cover. Uh, is this the yeah, solid, the solid Mando cover and the yeah. new trailer? Must be getting people excited about picking these up. Um, high sale of $100 for a CGC 9.8. Nine bucks near mint. Rawls. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's such a hassle to get that stuff processed. I guess I guess $100 it's worth dealing with CGC. Um, you make a tidy little profit. But, man, <laughs> that's that's got to be the floor. I wouldn't want to do it for anything less than that. Yeah. Uh, um, Nightwing 100, The Babs Tar, 1 in 25. So many great covers for that book. 38 more copies of this sold. High sale of 50 bucks for a raw. The um, Amazing Spider-Man 17, Lorenzo Pastravicchio, Disney version. This was the black and white 1 in 100, though. Um, 12 more copies of this sold. $250 for a near mint copy. I like the regular. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it's 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 animated. Disney, it's got to be in color, mm-hmm. nope. you know? Um, 18 is the Joker, the man who stopped laughing, the Lee Bermejo cover B. Um, more crazy Lee Bermejo covers, 22 more copies of this sold. High of 28 bucks for a raw. Uh, Marvel premiere 47 from 1979. Scott and Cassie Lang are gearing up for some reality breaking adventures in quantum mania. So this is moving 16 copies of this with a high sale of 460 bucks for a CGC nine, six raws around 150 bucks. Uh, Wolverine number one from 1988 rounds out our top 20. Uh, I think continues to sell 21 more copies of it sold high sale of 
$411 for a CGC 9.8. Raw's around 46 Amazing. All kinds of good stuff. Yes. All right, Drew, let's head on over and see our sneak peek. This is the thing that I came here to see, Drew. Let's look at what's coming out on your local comic book shops this coming Tuesday and Wednesday and see what kind of gold we can pan out of there. I'm heading over to Lunar Distributions to see the DC-regarded books that are coming out and see if I can find anything they got coming up. Okay, so this is 131 stuff, right? Correct. All right, we've got Batman Legends of Gotham number one launching. That's kind of interesting. I'm not sure what that is. I may seem to have forgotten. DC Powered a Celebration. A one-shot. Uh, DC's Harley Quinn Romances. Yeah. A one-shot. The, uh, the David Talisker B cover is Superman and Lois, and it's just straight up. Romance novel. Yeah, cover, romance right? novel cover, which is, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm giggling. I like it. Uh, the Flash One Minute War special, another one shot. And that might be about it for, well, there's Lazarus Planet Legends Reborn also from DC. But um, not much from DC. No. In this first, I guess this is the last, technically the last week of is December. This, is this so a fifth this week? Almost. This be, yeah, this would be a fifth week for them. Yeah. But not for everybody else who came out on comes out on february 1 <laughs> if only every book came out the same day we could categorize them all the same but so, so yeah it's it's a fifth week and therefore it's hardly anything yep well then let's head on over and see what image has for us for february 1st yeah they've said uh, heck with january already they're into february yeah uh edward laroche uh doing the writing and the art uh, with a little help from Brad Simpson on The Almighty. Uh, it's a five-issue Mad Max Fury Road-style action book. Um, so, might be fun. Double-sized first issue for three ninety-nine. Ooh. Uh, always a crowd favorite. Also giving us a new number one is my boy Peter J. Tomasi, Along with Maxim Simic uh, doing Blood Tree from Image as well. And this is uh, crime and NYPD detectives hunting for a killer. So also right up my alley. 8 Billion Genies 1, 5th print. 8 Billion Genies 2, 5th print. 3, 5th print. 4, 4th print. 5, 2nd print. 6, 2nd print. Wow, yeah, that's gonna that, that's crazy, and it, and you know when the movie or series comes out and mm-hmm. reignites heat on this book, mm-hmm. and then they we examine the print runs of some of these printings, like the fifth printing of issue three is gonna have like a four thousand run <laughs> issue print run, and it's gonna yeah. be super hot or something strange like that's going to happen. Yeah. Mark my words. Mark that down. Mark a hair. <laughs> Drew, we have Radiant Black number 21. Since you're back into the superhero game, you can probably jump on that. Oh, as well. I probably could. I'm not gonna, though. <laughs> Walking Dead hits 
uh, issue 56, and I believe uh, that cover B is the original cover. Or is it cover A, the original cover? Cover B, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Down into Boom, and there's not a whole lot coming from Boom. Approach and Briar. And that's about it. Yep. Dark Horse. Fourth, give us. Yep. Fourth issue of Quick Stops. The Kevin Smith book. Yeah, finishes it up. Uh, Where Monsters Lie is our new issue from Dark Horse. This is Kyle Starks. Hey, is my boy Peter Kowalski doing the art on there? And it answers the questions. Haven't you always wondered what slasher monsters, the masked home invasion family, the mindless, unkillable monster, the serial killer trapped in a doll, what they do for these couple of years in between their murder sprees? Well, they're at Wilmhurst, a gated community in the middle of nowhere where they relax and try to and try or try to until they get the call to go out and kill again. So it's like a gated community for serial killers. Uh, it'll be it'll be good. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean everything he touches is pretty good. From IDW, we have Breath of Shadows number one. Of course, I'm immediately taken by the cover B, the Bjorn Barons cover. Oh, that's great. Yep. So this is a IDW book in the mid-1960s, and Jimmy Meadows should be on top of the world. His band's most recent album just went gold, and they're riding a wave to international fame. But Jimmy is driven by only one thing, where to get his next fix. With his band at the end of their ropes and his life falling apart, Jimmy thinks he may be finished until a friend tells him about a controversial method deep in the jungles of South America that can give him kick that get can help him kick his addiction for good but is clean living actually in jimmy's future or will he instead unleash horrors beyond his wildest nightmares a new expedition into the heart of horror from rick doek and alex cormack the team behind road of bones and sea of sorrows nice marvel yeah, giving us uh, new Demon Wars um, from Momoko. Finishing up Dark Web with its uh, finale book. Uh, there's another, there's a Bloodline Daughter of Blade, number one. And so. here's a closer look at your Chrissy Zulo covers on that Bloodline Doll. They're anthropomorphic cat. Oh, there you go. Uh, let's see, we've got Moon Knight 20 with a Blade cover and a Planet of the Apes crossover cover. A couple of other covers. Scarlet Witch's second comes out. I'm hoping it's as good as the first. Sauna Staros launches the Star Wars book. Uh-huh. Pop quiz, that, who but... is that? That is Han Solo's fake wife. There you go. That's my boy. But not really. Yes. And that's that's just comic canon, right? We haven't seen that anywhere else. Correct. Yeah. 
Not even in the cartoons that you love so much. Correct. Animated features. Animated features, I'm sorry. <laughs> was there... Uh, did uh, the Bad Batch come back? Yep. Was it... Is it out or is it done? Nope, it's out. Uh, they may all be out. I can't remember. And you watched the first one? Yeah. I am not caught up on that. Yeah. I've heard good things. Absolutely. Speaking of good things, Drew, I'm down in the back half, and I found an artist, writers, and artisans books, because I know they're very well done. I found Dan Panosian writing Black Tape Number 1. Yeah, looks good. He's also doing the cover art for the cover A. Dan Panosian and Talibor Talajic. Uh, Jack King was a rock and roll god who projected a stage persona on par with the devil. And he dies. Spoiler. <laughs> no it's, need to read it. They put that right there in the solicit. I can't believe I missed out on flesh-eating cheerleaders from outer space. One through three. The fourth yeah. edition is coming out. Lev Gleason Comics House gives us greatest name in comics Daredevil Season 1, number 2. I have no idea what this is. That's so many competing themes in that. Yeah. I'm not I'm not 100% sure what's happening there. Lady Zorro from American Mythology gets launched with its first issue. Zenoscope gives us Phoenix Files, first issue of three. Mm. I like the three-issue series. That's Yeah, tell the story in three issues. Get in, get out. See if anybody pays attention. There you go. Kind of nice. From Blood Moon Comics, we have Titan, Mouse of Might, number one. Gary Shipman on writing and art. So we have a mouse literally dressed up like Batman. Very nice. Drew. Go ahead. Mad Cave is going to give us Tales from Nottingham, um, which is uh, a spinoff of the Nottingham book, I guess. So more Nottingham, I guess. Interesting. What, what were you saying, sir? I, I corrected myself because I, I actually didn't find the other piece. And Vigia, number one, about an alien science officer, along with her companion, artificial intelligence, crash land on a strange world. Only yeah, you can't find the cover A, only the cover B on that one, so I assume it's a holdover book. Oh, is that what that means? Yeah. Oh. I hate when they do that. Those things so weird. Off. Yeah. Drew, this is the point of the podcast where I ask for your pick of the week. What's the one book you've got to make sure you head to your local comic book shops? Because you got to have it. Man, lots to choose from here. Um, but I'm going to go with Where Monsters Lie from you Dark Horse. Jerk, I was going to pick that one. And Kyle Starks. Well, Kyle Starks is my boy, so I get first. Why is Kyle Starks your boy? He wrote Nightwing. Did he? Yes. I don't know if he did. 
I think you're thinking of somebody else. Why don't you look it up real quick there so you can get back to me. Okay, I'll work on that. (laughs) I believe if if you just type in New 52, you'll find out the answer to that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But he's your boy. No, no. Did he, though? Yeah. Again, this is not a difficult question for me. Well, it it is for me because I don't have a comic book DB anymore and I can't find it. <laughs> so I don't I don't think he did. I think you're incorrect. Uh, Kyle Higgins. Kyle Higgins wrote Nightwing. Oh, is that what it was? Yes. So I will take that apology in <laughs> writing. I would like it in triplicate. Sent one to my home. One to your butt and shove. I was it. just about to say, I can tell you where you can shove the carbon copy yes. right now. So once again, Drew, one point, Kyle, a zero. I've already got so many points, it's not even funny. <laughs> well, anyway, do you have a pick or not? <laughs> sure. Breath of Shadows, number one, the Bjorn Barons cover B. That's good. Because um, Bjorn Barons people are going to have to stretch to find his complete collection, and it's a very, very, very good cover. And you are, um, he can be your boy. He's been my boy. He's your boy. Like Kyle Starks is my boy. Kyle Higgins is your boy. And James Tinian the Fourth is my boy. He is. He is. Much to my dismay. Right, so. <laughs> but you can be Drew and I's boy by heading over to <laughs> Patreon.com and finding comics for fun and profit. Be part of the discussion. I mean, we Kyles get mixed up, and I mean, it's just uh-huh. easy to not figure things out here. Kyles are all great, right? Yes. Uh, yes. I mean, just ten out of tens from the bottom to the top. <laughs> Forgot what I was going to say, so for Drew and myself, sorry. As you know, our LCS is Cowabunga Comics, Lake Country, Wisconsin's best pop culture destination for new comics, back issues, gaming, retro video games, vinyl, and figures. Give them a call, 262-569-9999. Check them out online at cowabungacomics.com or follow them on Twitter. At Incredical. Um, they are our LCS and we utilize their deep discount mail order service to bring Oconomowoc, Wisconsin closer to us. They'll take care of you. Tell them Drew and Kyle sent you. Say hi to Eric and James from us. If you need an LCS, you can't go wrong with Cowabunga Comics.